Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, again, for the second time in only about an hour. Um, back again because, as you know, I forgot to do the podcast yesterday, so I had to do a catch-up one. And um, now this is tonight's one. Uh, because I had messed up the podcast, it means there was no discussion in the in-between time. I did put up a discussion form a bit late, and all it said in it was, Last night I fell asleep. I completely forgot to do the podcast. Um, I now have to rush out, so it will be late. That was this morning. I'll do a double podcast tonight. Sorry, folks. Feel free to discuss the chapter if you've read it. Um, But no one discussed the chapter. Lady Rostover did say, Oh, I'm so happy you are fine. I was worried. And can I just say, Thank you for your concern. And it's just so nice that the daily podcast has become such a routine that if I miss a day, people worry if I'm okay. It's nice to know that like, if I do like choke on some steak one night and die, that within a day, people will start to worry or wonder where I am. Because <laughs> uh, you know, when you live alone, sometimes you have that thought of, if I did slip and bang my head on the corner of the bathtub, how long would it be until people noticed that I was dead? Um, so, hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for being people who will notice if I'm dead. Anyway, there's no discussion about this uh, previous chapter, 121, but that's okay because we are about to read the final chapter. So, And then we're going to have a whole sort of wrap-up uh, discussion to discuss that chapter and also the book as a whole. So there'll be plenty of discussion after today's episode, hopefully. Uh, And then what we're going to do is, um, this is a really cool idea that came from Acoustic Eels, uh, to fill the gap between sort of now and January 1st, we've got about two weeks, a little over two weeks, Um, to start with we're going to read some Hemingway, which I thought was apt, you know, he's not on the list, but it's his list, so that seems appropriate, there are there's a, a volume which is actually called Three Stories and Ten Poems. That's the name of it. Um, and that was a, a volume that was pu- uh, published, I guess it was published early in his career. And it has now, as of last year, um, it has lapsed into the public domain. So, um, we can read it. If you're trying to find it, you can find it for free online. It's called um, Three Stories and Ten Poems. Uh, but I've also put a link to it on the Hemingway List subreddit. I, I put a, f- a post up called Moving Forward. That was the title of it. If you look for the one called Moving Forward, within that you'll find a link to the um, three stories and ten poems. It also includes a little rundown of what I'm planning to do next year. I'm really excited about having sort of a, a war and peace year because I love that book. And I love it so much that I'm making my own translation of it. Every year at a year, a year of War and Peace, some people don't know this, um, but War and Peace has 365 chapters. That's why the subreddit's called A Year of War and Peace, because it takes one year to read it if you do one chapter per day, which is what we do here at the Hemingway List. That's where that came from. So next year for us is going to be A Year of War and Peace. We're going to merge together with the A Year of War and Peace subreddit. We're all going to merge together. We're going to cross-post um, and so the community is going to, just from that, it's going to sort of double at least. We're going to get a lot more people, which is really exciting. But also, 
what tends to happen is right before New Year's, what we'll do is we'll make this our New Year's resolution. In 2021, we are going to read War and Peace one chapter per day. By the end of 2021, we can say we've read War and Peace. All right, that's our New Year's resolution. And that's a pretty good New Year's resolution. Um, and I'd also say that leading up to New Year's, we should sort of advertise and encourage for other people to make that their New Year's resolution to join in. And if you do that around Reddit, we'll get we'll see some huge growth in the numbers um, in the few weeks leading up to Christmas. Okay, so because um, what happened in the first year after the first year I went on a forum it was ask reddit and someone said like I can't remember what the question was exactly I think it was to do with new year's resolutions and it was like um, I think it was did you you know as it's the end of the year now did you stick to your new year's resolution and as an answer to that ask reddit I wrote about a year of war and peace and how I'd just done it with this, you know, community of, I think in the first year there was about 800 people or something like that. Um, I can't really remember the numbers, but it was, it was a decent number, but it wasn't huge. But that answer to the ask Reddit post got thousands upon thousands of upvotes. And then people were curious and people were asking, oh, okay, that sounds like you've had a really good year with this new year's resolution from the previous year. Is it happening next year? How do we get involved? And the subreddit went, I'm just, this is an approximation, but the subreddit went from, say, 800 subscribers in that year. Overnight, people excited to do it in the following year. It went up to like 3,000 or something. Like just people piled in in droves. And it was just off one sort of ask Reddit answer um, that kind of, you know, hit, hit the, uh, hit, hit the, right spot. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But um, that's the kind of thing I want to see happening again. Because when it gets sort of properly advertised through other channels in Reddit, especially, um, people are really interested in what we're doing at a year of War and Peace and here at the Hemingway list as a sort of spin-off of that. Um, but particularly as a New Year's resolution, people are really interested in a year of War and Peace. It's grown every year. So guys, um, that's what I'm saying. Get, get out there and spread the word um, about about the project. Um, I would say use the A Year of War and Peace um, subreddit. Um, that's fine. Like either one, either the Hemingway list or Year of War and Peace. It's not going to matter either way. Um, but yeah, get out there and, and spread the word. Very, very, very cool. Um so yeah, my Aussie translation, I, I want to finish it, you know? I want to get stuck right into it. If we're going to do a full year of War and Peace stuff, I am going to try to keep moving along with my Aussie translation. My dream is to do it one chapter per day, which is very doable. It takes, to do one chapter takes probably an hour, um, minimum an hour. Depends how quickly and how focused I am. And how quickly I'm, I'm working. Um, but it's not like a day's work to do a chapter. It's just something you can get up and make it part of your routine. Um, now, I never... I got I did the first book and I thought I'll see if people are interested. People seemed to like it, but then it just sort of fell off. And part of that was my fault because I just didn't get stuck into doing book two. 
Um, then, you know, the whole world went to absolute hell in this previous year. Um, so not much happened. It kind of just went on the back burner. But now, you know, I really want to finish translating the whole book. So I want to get stuck into book two. And what I want to do is stay ahead of you guys so that if you want to read the Aussie version next year, my version, you can opt to use that translation. Uh, I think that would be cool. I think actually think that would be the coolest thing in the world for people to be out there reading the Andalus translation of War and Peace and discussing it in a huge uh, book forum would just be so cool. That means I have to stay ahead of the curve. I have to be translating about a chapter per day. Now that takes a lot of time, so it's going to need some serious patrons. So um, we're going to have to see how we go with that. I think if we can bring in a whole horde of new people into a year of war and peace, we're going to have way more new, fresh interest. If those people like the idea of my translation, I should be able to maybe do a Patreon or you know use the Patreon that we're already using and up that to a level that will sustain me while I write. That would be the absolute dream. Um, but I think in order to do that, I need to sort of start adding Patreon rewards um, a bit more seriously because at the moment the Patreon is really just a sort of a show of support for the podcast. It's not really a rewards-based Patreon, but I think we'd have to start looking at doing rewards, um, whether they be eBooks or printed, you know, copies of the book once it's finished, or access to other online things, stuff like that. The other idea I had, and I'm not really sure how I feel about this, is that if I'm going to be sitting down for a, you know an hour or two per day and working on this is that I could jump online on something like Twitch and stream it and chat with you guys while I work on it and just sort of have a bit of fun on a daily basis, a little hangout space, um, and sort of do the Twitch streamer thing. Um, You know, that's another option that might bring in some revenue, it might get some fresh eyes onto the project, that kind of thing. But... I'm, I haven't really figured out the nuts and bolts. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on how to make this work because I think there's, I think this idea has legs. I think people want to read this Aussie version. It's kind of funny. War and Peace is an awesome book. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just I really think there's a way to make this work. We just haven't quite got there yet. So I'd be very interested to hear your guys' uh, idea. All right. Um... Very cool. I suppose let's read the final chapter of uh, of Human Bondage. Let's see how this thing works. Ends, sorry. <laughs> let's see how this thing ends. Um, that previous chapter was a funny one, wasn't it? With like, he finds out Sally's pregnant right after he said that dreaded line. And I think I actually paused for like five seconds after I read it where he said he knew he didn't love her. And I just thought, oh, Philip, like, why do you keep doing this, Philip? Um... It's just, he's just a glutton for punishment, this kid. And so, and then he immediately finds out she's pregnant. And then he has this kind of like elation at the idea of kind of giving up and having a a, a solid excuse to give up on his dreams and just sort of be, you know, mediocre, I suppose. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, it, was, it was awful. Anyway, let's read on. Chapter 122. He had arranged to meet Sally on Saturday in the National Gallery. She was to come there as soon as she was released from the shop and he had agreed to lunch with him. 
Two days had passed since he had seen her, and his exultation had not left him for a moment. It was because he rejoiced in the feeling that he had not attempted to see her. He had repeated to himself exactly what he would say to her and how he should say it. Now his impatience was unbearable. He had written to Dr. South, and in his pocket, a telegram from him received that morning, sacking the mumpish fool, when will you come? Philip walked along Parliament Street. It was a fine day, and there was a bright frosty sun which made the light dance in the street. It was crowded. There was a tenuous mist in the distance, and it softened exquisitely the noble lines of the buildings. He crossed Trafalgar Square. Suddenly, his heart gave a sort of twist in his body. He saw a woman in front of him who he thought was Mildred. She had the same figure, and she walked with that slight dragging of the feet, which was so characteristic of her. Without thinking, but with a beating heart, he hurried till he came alongside, and then, when the woman turned, he saw it was someone unknown to him. It was the face of a much older person, with a lined yellow skin. He slackened his pace, he was infinitely relieved, but it was on not only relief that he felt, it was disappointment too. He was seized with horror of himself. Would he never be free from that passion? At the bottom of his heart, notwithstanding everything, he felt that a strange, desperate thirst for that vile woman would always linger. That love had caused him so much suffering that he knew he would never, never quite be free of it. Only death could finally assuage his desire. But he wrenched the pang from his heart. He thought of Sally with her kind blue eyes, and his lips unconsciously formed themselves into a smile. He walked up the steps of the National Gallery and sat down in the first room so that he should see her the moment she came in. It always comforted him to get among pictures. He looked at none in particular, but allowed the magnificence of their colour, the beauty of their lines, to work upon his soul. His imagination was busy with Sally. It would be pleasant to take her away from that London in which she seemed an unusual figure, like a cornflower in a shop among orchids and azaleas. He had learned in the Kentish Hopfield that she did not belong to the town, and he was sure that she would blossom under the soft skies of Dorset to a rarer beauty. She came in, and he got up to meet her. She was in black and with white cuffs at her wrists and a lawn collar around her neck. They shook hands. Have you been waiting long? No, ten minutes. Are you hungry? Not very. Let's sit here for a bit, shall we? If you like. They sat quietly side by side without speaking. Philip enjoyed having her near him. He was warmed by her radiant health. A glow of life seemed like an aureole to shine about her. Well, how have you been? He said at last with a little smile. Oh, it's all right. It was a false alarm. Was it? Aren't you glad? An extraordinary sensation filled him. He f had felt certain that Sally's suspicion was well-founded. If it had never occurred to him for an instant that there was a possibility of error. All his plans were suddenly overthrown, and the existence so elaborately pictured was no more than a dream, which would never be realised. He was free once more, free. He need give up none of his projects, and life still was in his hands for him to do what he liked with. He felt no exhilaration, but only dismay. His heart sank, the future stretched out before him in desolate emptiness. It was as though he had sailed for many years over a great waste of waters with peril and privation, and at last had come up upon a fair haven. But as he was about to enter, some contrary wind had arisen and drove him out again into the open sea, and because he had let his mind dwell on those soft meads and pleasant woods of the land, 
The vast deserts of the ocean filled him with anguish. He could not confront again the loneliness and the tempest. Sally looked at him with her, cl- excuse me, with her clear eyes. <clears throat> Aren't you glad? She asked again. I thought you'd be as pleased as Punch. He met her gaze haggardly. I'm not sure, he muttered. You are funny. Most men would. He realized that he had deceived himself. It was no self-sacrifice that had driven him to think of marrying, but the desire for a wife and a home and love. And now that it all seemed to slip through his fingers, he was seized with despair. He wanted all that more than anything in the world. He, what did he care for Spain and its cities, Cordova, Toledo, Leon? What to him were the pagodas of Burma and the lagoons of South Sea Island? America was here, and now it seemed to him that all his life he had followed the ideals that other people, by their words of, or their writings, had instilled into him, and never the desires of his own heart. Always his course had been swayed by what he thought he should do, and never by what he wanted with his whole soul to do. He put all that aside now with a gesture of impatience. He had lived always in the future, and the present always, always had slipped through his fingers. His ideals? He thought of his desire to make a design, intricate and beautiful, out of the myriad meaningless facts of life. He had not seen also that the simplest pattern that in which a man was born, worked, married, had children, and died, was likewise the most perfect. It might be that to surrender to happiness was to accept defeat, but it was a defeat better than many victories. He glanced quickly at Sally, he wondered what she was thinking, and then looked away again. I was going to ask you to marry me, he said. I thought perhaps you might, but I shouldn't have liked to stand in your way. Uh, You wouldn't have done that. How about your travels, Spain and all that? How do you know I want to travel? I ought to know something about it. I've heard you and Dad talk about it till you were blue in the face. I don't care a damn about all that. He paused for an instant and then spoke in a low, hoarse whisper. I don't want to leave you. I can't leave you. She did not answer. He could not tell what she thought. I wonder if you'll marry me, Sally. She did not move and there was no flicker of emotion on her face. But she did not look at him when she answered. If you like. Don't you want to? Oh, of course, I'd like to have a house of my own, and it's about time I was settling down. He smiled a little. He knew her pretty well by now, and her manner did not surprise him. But don't you want to marry me? There's no one else I would marry. Then that settles it. Mother and Dad will be surprised, won't they? I'm so happy. I want my lunch, she said. Dear... He smiled and took her hand and pressed it. They got up and walked out of the gallery... They stood for a moment at the balustrade and looked at Trafalgar Square. Cabs and omnibuses hurried to and fro, and crowds passed, hastening in every direction, and the sun was shining. And that's the end. Oh, that ending. If you like. If you like, was her answer. Oh, that's so Mildredy. It's so Mildredy. Oh. And then he says, I'm so happy. And she says, I want my lunch. (laughs) Oh, that's, I don't know what to feel about that ending. He got, he didn't want it. Then he did want it. Then he, you know what I feel like? I just feel like he's just a a repeating cycle, this guy. Like every time you think he's going to get like a happy, happily ever after or move on or get some growth, he just goes right back into this sort of Philip cycle. And that last uh, half a page was just the perfect little example of that. 
Oh, very well done, though. Very, very well done. All right. Have your say about that chapter. Have your say about that book over at the subreddit. Um, we'll do a wrap-up episode tomorrow, and then we'll get started on a bit of uh, bit of the old uh, Hemingway short stories. That'll be exciting. Very cool. All right. Very, very fun stuff. Excellent. All that, etc. Thanks for listening. See ya tomorrow.